Recording live from my mother's spare bedroom in Indiana. This is the podcast powered by Yak. This week we are going to be on another workshop episode. I think this will be quite an interesting one uh, for co-hosts. For my amazing co-hosts doing today. I'm doing really good, but it's hot and I'm trying to keep cool in my apartment. So yeah. I'm staying alive though. How how hot is it over there now in California? Oh my god. Oh gosh. My phone is Definitely reading over oh, My phone was reading 97 degrees Fahrenheit, but that's just because I'm probably closer to the mountains than you are, Chelsea. So that that makes a huge difference. But yeah, it's it's been about 100 degrees here. Um, typically every day. So, and I was trying yeah, to... Yeah, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I was trying to donate clothes earlier, and they said it was too hot for the volunteers to be out there collecting donations. So I was kind of sad about that. Wow. Oh, my gosh. It's hot. Here in the Central Valley, it's like 100 every day. I'm dying. It's It's something. But otherwise, good. Well, we're going to be talking about vaping and COVID, although probably more vaping stuff than COVID stuff. But I'm super excited for this episode personally, because um, at one of my previous part-time jobs, I would actually go to schools and do like vape presentations for the kids where I basically talked about like why vaping is bad. Unfortunately, like most people, most youth are like, yeah, you know, vaping is just as bad as cigarettes and I'm glad there's that narrative but I still you know every once in a while I'll like hear about high schoolers who vape or I even had a talk to um, two elementary school kids because they got caught vaping so it is still a huge issue and I'm glad I get to talk about it a little bit with you today Chelsea and Johnny hits home for me. Uh, I was one of those kids who actually got caught vaping in high school. So yeah, we, we should have had uh, more speakers like you uh, at the... Yeah, I'm really excited to learn more about the topic. And Jennifer, I know you're an expert, so I'm really excited to learn from you. I know a bit about vaping and I'm really excited to get to the COVID because you're like, not much COVID. And I'm like, oh, contraire, mademoiselle. Wait till <laughs> we get to my part. <laughs> I spoke too soon. <laughs> yeah. But there's going to be a bit of COVID talk, but I'm I'm very excited to learn more about vaping and health risk and whatnot. Sweet. So I guess I'll just kind of dive into it if no one wants to start off with anything else. So essentially, let me just kind of bring us back a little bit. Let's talk about just the history of tobacco companies. Back when, you know, during the 50s and earlier earlier than that, actually. I mean, people, people have literally been smoking for like thousands of years. And of course, over time, people have, you know, wondered, oh, you know, is smoking bad for us? And tobacco companies, what they used to do is, and I mean, they've run their own research and tests on it. And I do believe, and it has been argued with evidence that they've known that you know, their product is bad for people, but it's all about their money. So they sell a bad product anyway. But what they did in the past to try to sell their product and convince people that it was okay, so they used to advertise 
you know, smoking is healthy. It's doctor recommended. They've used so many advertisements to promote their product and it's worked. You know, smoking will make you cooler. It'll make you thinner. It'll help that headache go away. But of course, eventually we saw through that lie. And in 1964, the Surgeon General released evidence linking smoking to a number of diseases like cancer. And obviously, decades of research, we know that smoking is absolutely terrible for you. In fact, smoking kills more people in America per year than AIDS, alcohol, cars, accidents, drugs, murders, and suicides combined. That's, that's how many people smoking kills. Um, it kills more people than, you know, things like AIDS, alcohol, cards, drugs, murders, and suicides combined. And that's a crazy number. That's a crazy statistic. Sorry, I'm going to derail this entire, what I'm good at. <laughs> but to make it like, like top five, top three killers. Well, technically, if COVID wasn't around... Smoking would be the number one cause of preventable death in America right now. The only reason COVID wow. took its place is because of the vaccines, and it's killed more people in a year than cigarettes have. That's crazy. But yeah, it's crazy. Now, we know the research on smoking. We know it's bad. Vaping, however, it's only been around for less than 20 years or so. So smoking, we've it's been around thousands of years. Vaping, it's been around for about 20 years now. That's just a mere baby. <laughs> so, you know, some things that we'll mention in this podcast about like what we know about vaping, there's still more research to be done. And obviously, you know, over time, the research can change. But the science today is showing that vaping is you know, not good for you, especially dangerous for youth. Um, and we just need more studies, you know, long-term studies, concrete to just, you know, verify those claims. But the evidence is really indicating that vaping is not good for you at all. You know, when I'm talking about vaping, we're just basically going to be talking about um, electronic nicotine delivery systems. That's kind of the short term of what vaping stands for. There's electronic devices that, you know, give you nicotine, essentially. And then you can vape THC, but for the purpose of this podcast, we're just going to be talking mainly about vaping nicotine. So we might say things like, you know, e-cigs, vapes, vape pens, mods. It's all the same thing. It's vaping. And just common things that people believe or common reasons why people start vaping, I should say. Typically, it has to do with advertisements. Um, also, vaping is not FDA approved as a smoking cessation device. So it shouldn't, it's definitely not approved to be used to quit smoking. And then some other reasons people vape, you know, they like the flavors, um, they think it's gonna help with their anxiety. Uh, spoiler alert, it doesn't help with your anxiety and it actually makes it worse. Nicotine itself makes your anxiety worse. And that's basically the overall reasons people vape. And then there's another thing among youth too. And I'll be going back to this, especially with youth, because, you know, we we as adults, you know, we, we can make those decisions. But youth especially, they're so, I mean, I don't want to say they're uninformed, but 
their brain isn't fully developed yet. They don't understand the long-term consequences of, you know, starting to vape and then continuing to use it. Um, they don't understand that it's addicting. And they have this misconception that, oh, you know, everyone's doing it. Everyone's vaping. Everyone is having sex. Um, everyone is doing some type of drug. I promise you, if you're a young person, everyone is not doing it. Everyone is not vaping. And what I used to do when I went around and did my um, vape presentations is I passed out surveys. And I had plenty always one person what, what regardless of you know what class or you know whatever i always had a strong number of people who say who said you know i don't vape you know none of my friends vape it's just as bad as cigarettes um, and i had no interest in vaping and i'm really glad to hear that um but just in general you know I promise you not everyone is vaping. Um, it's a misconception. And even if, you know, people did say everyone is vaping, well, that's kind of like saying, well, if everyone texts and drives, then that gives me the right to do it too. And um, definitely not, you know, just because people are doing it doesn't mean you should start doing it either is typically, you know, what I would have told someone. Um, but I think that's just some general basics of it. Um, if I may hop in. Yeah, do it. To, to our youthful people out here who listen to this program and, and, are, and are hearing this thinking, I was like, yeah. I mean, everyone just kind of, you know, vaping, you know, it can be a bit commonplace. Well, I was the dude who vaped and did drugs in school, and there were other people who did it. But I be a justification for it was a health decision I made. it's probably going to have ramifications especially um, existing issues I had what, what I'm trying to say is that oh, your your friends might be like wanting off a bridge as the as the parable say I was just about to say, what's that our parents always told us? Right. <laughs> like, you know, ultimately it's up to you. You might not have it all figured out. I guarantee you, you are smarter than, than how you are. So, yes, absolutely. All young people listening, just don't do it. These are addictive chemicals that are going to get you hooked. God being... And trying to get unhooked is a constant challenge that you're going to do. Mm -hmm. So I wish uh, I had to say that before I got into that vicious cycle. Anyway, you take mm -hmm. it away, Chelsea. Yeah, I was just going to say, you are all smart cookies. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you're smart already. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think their intention, intentions with vaping are wholesome either. So be smart, you know, about where you put your money. Because um, Big Tobacco is an evil corporation that, you know, helps produce millions of tons of tobacco waste every year too. So be smart. <laughs> I might just derail this right now. But every time Do I it. picture Big Tobacco, I think of, okay, you guys ever watch SpongeBob SquarePants? Yes. Yes. Do you remember the villain, like the super villain? <laughs> Joe, <laughs> I can't remember his name. Gosh, it's gonna kill me. Not Plankton. Okay. It's like a 
the opposite of the superhero that like SpongeBob loves. Oh, I can't remember his name. Whatever. I'll send you I'm guys a picture. That <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to find it because it's just like I picture him every time I think of Big Tobacco. Is that the uh, guy with the blue mask? Yes, yes. It's oh. him. Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come up with his name right now. Hold on, Mermaid um, Man and Barnacle. Boy. No, is like Saturday morning. Man Ray, Man Ray, that's it, Man oh Ray. My God, <laughs> I picture Man Ray. I mean, you know, is that how we communicate? The the youth. I wouldn't know. I graduated high school close to three years ago now. <laughs> I graduated high school in 2016. <laughs> do they do they still communicate in in SpongeBob memes like us us refined adults? Oh man, I hope. <laughs> no, I hope so better. too. I think they do, but I don't know. Um, youth can teach you a whole lot. Like they taught me, drug dealers are called plugs now. And I had no idea what they were talking about at first. I'm like, why is everyone saying like they get their, like, is this a place? Is this a person who is a plug? Like, what is a plug? Is, and finally a teacher was like, yeah, outlet? that's the drug dealer. No, no, Nana, no, Nana. It's not the electrical outlet. It's the guy who I get my marijuana from. Uh, wait, what? I had no idea. <laughs> I'm so old. I had no idea either. That's good to know. Yeah. So if if youth are talking about you know finding the plug, I you know oh just just take them to the side to be like, hey man, hey, drugs aren't cool. Drugs, <laughs> not even once. Yeah, drugs are cool. Um... They didn't. No, it ended like around oh. two thousand five. Dare was the best. You'd have dress-up weeks and stuff. Oh my gosh. Win prizes. I love Dare. By the way, I did I, confirm that it was a lion as the mascot. That's good to know. Like, <laughs> well, I, I, I'm in disagreement. It wasn't very useful. Oh. And I think the already exist. I think it actually encouraged more children to do drugs, which is humorous to me but i think really? there's some new approaches now about uh drug education that are a lot better which is good so they have oh, a drug free week anymore oh i'm sure people have like drug free weeks other schools do but they they decommissioned dare huh because yeah i was actually really inaccurate yeah, I wanted to say that um, the D.A.R.E. Like, I would have loved for the D.A.R.E. program to be successful. But, I, yeah, I kind of heard the same thing that Johnny said. Um, I heard rumors that it wasn't very effective, sadly. But um, I don't know. I always, like, in my presentations, I always just try to give people the facts um, and kind of, like, let the facts tell the story. Um but I don't know. According to my surveys that I did, I was pretty, you know, impactful with the kids. But um, I tried just to, you know, give the facts to the kids. But it's hard. You can tell them everything under the sun that they shouldn't do this. And they'll, they'll, they'll still go and do it. So, well, yeah. yeah. But, you know, then, then you build that kind of respect or trust. Or you kind of help foster this, this real intelligence out of a person this kind of sense of responsibility. 
Because what I see is that I would say either older siblings and families or families where uh, there's a, it's a single parent household. Like it, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, but I would say a more emotionally sure people come out of these kinds of environments. And because of um, that person is kind of preyed on, like a, a lot of single moms see their kids, um, grow up and be involved in, in gang violence or drug use. But alternatively, there's a lot of just people who just kind of get it and then uh, just kind of develop this intelligence from there. And now on an entirely different thing, Jenny, have you seen this clip out of a movie where it has like Steve Buscemi with a skateboard? <laughs> you do, fellow kids. <laughs> You're great. That's sounded like when you're talking about plugs and stuff. <laughs> do we need? Do we need to put that? We need to put that on our Instagram. Yes. Instagram? Yes. Yes. Shoutouts and dank memes from the Yaft Coalition Instagram, fellow cool kids, and maybe <laughs> you can get that meme on there. Uh, when Johnny actually does his job and releases the episode on time. <laughs> Let's go ahead and talk about just like one study in particular that I found very interesting for vaping COVID research. I'm sorry in advance, I'm going to nerd out. Um, it's from Stanford Medicine and it was conducted by Dr. Bonnie Halpern Flesher. Amazing research. So I'm excited to talk about it. Um, basically, they found that vaping is linked to substantially increased risk of COVID-19 among teens and young adults. So there's a substantially increased risk if you vape to get COVID. Um, this data was collected during May of 2020. So like during prime COVID time, I, I mean, I would say this is probably the best timing for this sort of study to see the link between vaping and COVID. And basically what they found was that among young people who were tested for the virus that causes COVID-19, the research found that those who vaped were five to seven times more likely to be infected than those who did not vape. Five to seven times more likely to be infected. Let that sink in. Because <laughs> that's crazy. Wow. And they suspected that this is due to the already increased damage to lungs. Because as we know, COVID affects our lungs. If you didn't know that, <laughs> COVID affects our lungs in a very traumatic way. And they believe that vaping is the direct link to this. Um, so if you vape and you get COVID, I mean, it's even worse. It's even worse. And so basically how the study was done, it was collected through online surveys. And uh, gosh, how many participants? There were 4,000, over 4,000 participants, ages wow. 13 to 24. Yeah, in all 50 states and the District of Columbia and the U.S. territories. So oh, over 4,000. <laughs> they got all of them. So that's good. Oh, that's good. We have to count even the Samoans, okay? We yes. forget about them a lot, but, you know, mm -hmm. they're an but important they're... part of our American family. They are part of Puerto Ricans. This, this nice free world, right? <laughs> right. But... Basically, what the researchers did, the researchers created um, a sample of participants. They were evenly divided into those who did vape and those who had never used nicotine products. Um, 
basically participants answered questions about whether they used vaping devices or if they smoked in the past 30 days. Um, they were also asked if they experienced any COVID-19 systems, received a test for COVID-19, or received a positive diagnosis for COVID-19 after being tested within those past 30 days. Um, so basically what they found was what they kind of suspected. So young people, cigarettes and e-cigarettes, so they both smoked normally, normally, quote unquote, and vaped in the previous 30 days were almost five times as likely to experience COVID symptoms, such as uh, coughing, fever, tiredness, difficulty breathing, than those who had never smoked or vaped. This could explain why they were more likely to receive COVID-19 testing. So like these individuals would be like coughing, have fever, tiredness, they'd have difficulty breathing. So they'd go get a COVID test because they would think, oh, I have COVID. Um, in reality, some of them did, some of them didn't. Uh, but this was what they thought the link could be, like why smokers and vapors were more likely to get COVID tests. Um, and then depending on which nicotine products they used and how recently they had used them, young people who vaped or smoked or both were 2.9, I'm sorry, 2.6 to nine times more likely to receive COVID-19 tests than non-users. users. 2.6 to nine times more likely. That's wow. crazy. So it's like, even if they didn't have COVID-19, they had symptoms of COVID-19 because of vaping and smoking. Okay. Well, so that's kind of like, crazy. Again, it's a respiratory disease. And as you can imagine, vaping and smoking does unspeakable damage to your respiratory system. So you can put two and two together, right? Yeah. So it's basically like you're giving yourself COVID your entire lives. <laughs> you are causing that sort of damage to your lungs if you vape or smoke. So that's something to keep like in mind. That. And Can so I basically... Oh, go no, ahead. Okay, I was going to hop in because people might be wondering like, well, what about vaping specifically gives you lung issues? And if you look at like... Basically, if you take apart what the e-liquid is made of and like the e-liquid that has like, you know, that's obviously you need something in there to produce like the cloud and all that. But um, hopefully that made sense. <laughs> but basically, if you look at an e-liquid that's part of the vape device, it can be broken down into four different things and kind of taking this back even farther. Big Tobacco, they've advertised themselves or like vaping as like, oh, you're just vaping water, you know, water. Um, water vapor, when instead it's yes. aerosol, right? Aerosol, <laughs> however we say it. Yet again, yeah. it's the manta ray lying to us. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's the manta ray deceiving you with, don't fall into his trap. Yeah. Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> and, and don't ingest a little yeah um as my family would say don't inject the marijuana but <laughs> <laughs> right anyway back back on my uh, soapbox example <laughs> anyway back on my soapbox so yeah they've advertised um it as like you're just vaping water vapor or the flavors but most of what you vape 
is actually something called propylene glycol and vegetable glycerin. Now, don't get me wrong. Yes, you vape nicotine. Yes, you vape those flavors. You also vape a little bit of water, but actually most of what you vape is propylene glycol and vegetable glycerin. And I could break this down even more for like what propylene glycol and you know, vegetable glycerin is used as, you know, you can find it in food and cosmetics and that's totally safe to, you know, ingest it. But when you're heating up oil and that's basically what they are, they're both oil based and you're putting that oil into your lungs and you're coating your lungs in oil. And, um, I don't know about you guys, but that doesn't sound good. You know, even, and obviously, like, a little You're, bit of, like, water vapor isn't going to harm you, but too much water is going to harm you. And that's what you continuously do, too, with this oil. You're just coating your lungs in oil right. over and over and over, and obviously, you're going to have health issues. That's just a little part of it, but you also can vape, like, heavy metals. Um, you can vape um, possibly vitamin E acetate if you, you know, get your vape from, like, a third or like a really bad like street corner or something like that um you can vape um and i'm really rusty you guys i'm trying to remember all the things you can vape and i'm looking at my notes but um you can vape a lot of nasty stuff like you know little particulates um that your lungs have a hard time expelling so that's kind of like the background of why you have lung issues when you vape and then obviously those lung issues are going to be a huge issue if you also get COVID, kind of like what Chelsea was saying. I was like, if you think about it, like inhaling fluid into your lungs is not a good idea. Do we want fluid in our lungs? <laughs> like, no. no. Pneumonia is fluid in our lungs. Like all of our lung issues, like you're not supposed to have fluid in there. That's not what's supposed to happen. And so, and then like also, like you were saying, like metal, you can inhale metal through vaping. I don't know if you were saying that as well. Yeah. That can also happen. Cancer-causing so, chemicals. Yep. Yep. Nicotine. I mean, I mean, nicotine is a bad thing. I don't know why people want to inhale nicotine. It's highly addictive and it's very bad for you. But um, I don't know. It's It sucks. It's unfortunate that Big Tobacco, that Manta Ray has such great advertising for himself. <laughs> for, for, your young, like- for you young people out there. Nicotine is like the nickel. Oh, okay. <laughs> like you'd think it's good, but it's not even. It's hey, good. man, I like Nickelback. <laughs> but it's like. Hey, man, I like Thank Nickelback. You. I, I'm officially dated my. I kind of <laughs> like. I agree with Jenny. I like Nickelback. Oh. Okay, yet again, yet again. I'm I'm at the point of my coworkers. Love guys are just gonna have to disagree on this one. Um, another thing too that I think uh, to really get home to young this program. Um, I would say like most people's first jobs, fast food industry, right? Like, is, is a statement to say, because this is going to be I'd hinged so. on that. Um, I, I'd say, yeah. Yeah. So my first job was at, at a fried chicken joint. Because when you're 15, you know, 
sometimes get by is frying chicken. And when you <laughs> when you put it that way, when you mentioned something glycol and vegetable <laughs> glycerin, right? These mm-hmm. are the two major oils in this. Maybe it's just because like th- this is just so nasty to me because I have worked in have ever been a cook or have tried to an oil fryer I have uh, ones look like after after ingesting this crap you know that's that that's really the long it's terrible and even though tries his best to to get you at the end of the day just all crap it's all fake news okay just don't trust the manta ray or people who like Nickelback but mainly unless they're my co-workers in that case I mean you got to use your brain you know makes sense do I side with literally morning cartoon villain or or three college students on a podcast (laughs) oh my gosh oh that's good just to finish the research there's one last thing because we talked about they're more likely to receive covid tests i mean that was pretty obvious if you smoked or vaped you would probably have symptoms similar to covid now let's talk about like the statistics for actually having covid which is really what the study's all about so basically those who had ever used ever like ever in their lives used e-cigarettes were five times more likely to be diagnosed with COVID-19 than non-users. Five times more likely. That's insane. And those who had used both e-cigarettes and conventional cigarettes in the previous 30 days were 6.8 more likely to be diagnosed with COVID. Wow. Oh, my. It's crazy. So yeah, this study was pretty groundbreaking. It really showed that there is a link between vaping and COVID. And um, unfortunately, if you vape and if you smoke, you're more likely to get COVID. So I would suggest keep wearing masks (laughs) or lifting up that. Even if you're vaccinated, keep wearing those masks because it's pretty dangerous. To find truth from these facts, um, I I guess I'd like you uh what this information entails so as you said earlier given that smokers were more likely to go and smokers being vaping smokers and the like are more likely to get tested for covid do you think that this would proportional skew as to kind of uh the findings hmm definitely more research needs yeah, this was kind of not one of the first. But there's been a lot of research done, but um, obviously COVID-19 is relatively new. But I definitely think they should probably redo it again. I mean, I don't want to oof, I don't want to critique the research because obviously it's groundbreaking and amazing, and it really proved some stuff. But as everything in research and science, you need to retest and retest and retest. And so I would say for something like this, what sucks is because they were more likely to receive COVID-19 testing because they were more likely to go get tested. Um, This could have skewed it to where more of them were found to have COVID because more of them were being tested. Um, I could say that would be an issue. I think the main takeaway from this research would be, like I was saying earlier, 
if you are experiencing COVID-19 systems because of vaping and smoking and you don't have COVID-19, isn't that kind of insane? <laughs> yeah. You feel the need when you to get like tested. Because really <laughs> if you feel the need to get tested because you think you have COVID and you don't have COVID because you're, but you still are coughing or you're tired, you have really, like, you're, it's really difficult for you to breathe. Shouldn't that be a little bit of a wake up call? Like, it's really, really, really hard to quit smoking. I get it. I have family members that smoke. I completely understand. And guess what? They have difficulty breathing and they cough. <laughs> and it's yeah. something that affects them every day. Oh. So, I don't I just, know. I just want to say, I just thought of like a potential meme that I could create using that information you just gave me. And I would use the Manta Ray meme too <laughs> with Patrick. So, Hershey, gonna... <laughs> we have the next month lined up on dank memes yep. from at Yaft Coalition on Instagram.com. Oh, I'm excited. I'm going to marinate on that. <laughs> you, you do that. Well, yeah, that's a very proper analysis. I think, as you've provided, unless people are just like under test, unless like maybe the survey was not really, I would have to say, it was like, what? Smokers being five to eight times more likely to uh, get COVID. That's massive. I think there should be obvious. We have to admit that moving yeah, forward definitely. so that we can make the future. We have to think like scientists. This one and never directly cling to something. But I have to say, like, you can't wild of a difference and not have something. Right. For sure. For sure. And I, th I would say if they could redo this again, if everyone got tested by the like, if just they had every person get tested who had even slight symptoms of COVID and just, and or even not even slight since everybody tested in the survey, it would really show like, oh, people who smoked and had or had vaped were more likely to have COVID even more. You know what I mean? But I think the way they did it was really good because it because that would be hard to do for like this amount of people because they did over 4,000 people. So they had to do online surveys. So they collected a lot of data. So like you were saying, it really shows that there is something. There's definitely a link between um, COVID and vaping. And if you vape or smoke, you're more likely to get it one way or another. I would also say, too, if you do start vaping, there's been studies that show that you're also more likely to start smoking cigarettes, too, and possibly other drugs. And I don't want you to, like think that you know it's a slippery slope because obviously like you know not everyone who starts vaping goes on to smoke or do drugs but it does increase your chances of you know going and smoking and starting other drugs too um so there's been studies that have like shown that too just wanted to point that out too <laughs> personal experience definitely vindicates that mm -hmm. right like i'm not on the fact that I'm an addictive personality and that one for my family but and a lot of it ended up because of my lack of, of self-control and my failure to assess uh, some of the problems that were going on in my life and how I needed to treat these problems but at the same time you know 
I was also working full time on top of school while graduating with honors. And then during my early college experience, it was just a long, difficult, uh, arduous road. So, you know, even with that, just absolutely there's a connection. And that's why just you just shouldn't even touch it. For sure. Mm -hmm. just communicate with like in the most Steve Buscemi <laughs> possible with the t-shirt and the it's baseball cap and <laughs> I'm such a cool I mean young person. Huh? <laughs> I think you made like a really good point though, Johnny. It's like when you're stressed out, especially as a young adult or as a teenager, life is really stressful. It feels like there's a million problems and you can't get like a hold of one. Um, so I like, I understand the need. Like I, again, I too come from like, I probably have more of an addiction personality. I definitely have addicts in my family. And so um I can definitely see why some people would gravitate towards smoking or vaping as a way to like quote unquote relieve stress um, as some people do with alcohol or at food or what, but as in every addiction, it never turns out well, it never ends up helping you. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, it sucks. I guess really for something like that, it's just get addicted to healthy things, get addicted to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> there there are to doing a cool podcast yeah books Be there you go to yeah. to serving the you know go crazy run a mile every day <laughs> exercise uh, <laughs> start a cult. You know, johnny that's bad advice you know, yeah, go role model charlie sheen said <laughs> I'm on a drug. It's called Charlie Sheen. It melts your face <laughs> off like the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Children cry it at your melted face. You know, just be addicted to you, man, and achieve your dreams. Well, let me have let me that take tiger blood. <laughs> let, let me let me bring this full circle too, because I used to, you know, show the kids a video about how there can be healthy addictions and we are addicted to things we're addicted to food obviously we need that to survive but there can be healthy addictions like food because you know when you eat stuff that releases dopamine in your brain and dopamine is the happy chemical that makes you feel good but what drugs do and what nicotine does and by the way nicotine the a nicotine addiction that's comparable to that of cocaine and heroin that's kind of you know a similar addiction but anyway, so you can basically what happens is when you, you know, you when you vape, when you smoke, that releases dopamine in your brain from the nicotine. But what happens and the reason why, you know, vaping just increases your anxiety is because what happens is over the long term, your brain becomes dependent on that dopamine. It stops producing its own dopamine because it's thinking, oh, you know, this is great. I'm getting all this dopamine from this vape device. I'm just going to stop producing my own. It's kind of like, you know, if someone bought you groceries, you would probably stop buying your own groceries because you're getting it elsewhere. But the quality of the dopamine that you're getting over the long term isn't as good anymore. Um, you can't 
feel happy anymore because your brain isn't producing its own dopamine. It's reliant on this drug. And your brain, especially the brain of youth, it becomes rewired and you're more predisposed to addiction elsewhere. It's harder for you to quit because your brain is so dependent. Um, and, you know, nicotine, it affects your concentration, your learning, and it can make you moody. And yeah, it can increase your anxiety. So, and then another thing, and I'm going to, I can go on a long spiel about this too, and I'm hoping that I can, but I kind of want to just talk to you guys about how much nicotine typically comes in these different devices. But I want to give you guys a chance to like, you know, I don't know if Chelsea need, had anything else to say about the COVID aspect of, you know, vaping I'm, or smoking. I'm, I'm done with COVID. I just wanted to pop in about like what you were saying about um, uh, drugs effects on our brains, especially nicotine. Yeah. Um, especially if you're trying to quit right now, know that it's difficult because like you were saying, Jenny, like you become like reliant on it to produce dopamine or whatever hormones maybe dopamine serotonin and that's yes, why it's so hard too. that's why the withdrawal is so like so bad like that's why it feels like oh my gosh because your body has to get back to being used to like creating its own dopamine and serotonin levels and getting back to that so that's why sometimes it's so difficult you have to you have to try quitting multiple times for it to actually work so know that if it feels like, oh my gosh, this is the worst thing ever, it's because you're, what you're experiencing right now is probably the worst thing ever. Um, it's your body having to adjust back to getting to normal, normalcy. So mm -hmm. just know it is possible though. But if it does feel like it's horrible, it's because I'm so sorry. It is. And you can do it though. And if it feels like, oh my gosh, this will never end, it will end. But that's all I wanted to say about that. Go ahead, Jenny. Yeah, and kind of just to piggyback off that before I get into my whole spiel about how much nicotine comes in these devices, you know, luckily there's plenty of resources out there. If you are addicted to vaping, you know, you can quit. Um, and just to throw out a quick cessation line, um, hopefully I don't get the text number wrong, but if you text um, 66819, if you text that number and you say, you know, quit vaping, you know, and this is for California specifically, but, you know, that's a cessation hotline and they can give you, you know, resources. Um, and nobuts.org, they also handle just, you know, general nicotine cessation stuff um, to help you quit. And I know they're rebranding themselves as Kick It California in September of this year, but they have a lot of good resources and help. There is absolute help for you guys in quitting. There's a lot of good apps that, you know, can help you breathe, can give you advice. You know, there is help out there. Um, and like Chelsea was saying, like quitting is hard. And the first time that you try quitting is not always going to be successful. Same with the second, same with the third. But just keep trying because eventually you will get there and reaching out for help. And I know there's, you know, a lot of people, they don't want to reach out for help. They're going to, they typically say, I'm going to quit on my own. I'm going to, you know, do it myself. You can. And I know people who have been successful, but you don't have to do it alone. Like you don't, you know, reach out to these anonymous help lines and they can help you quit faster and probably more successfully. So you don't have to like quit by yourself. Um, you know, I know it's kind of a pride thing, but you know, just kind of put away your pride a little bit. Um, 
yeah and, and even deciding and, and eat sorry jenny and even like deciding to quit is like a big step like you're so much stronger than you know and you guys mm-hmm. you can definitely do it yeah yeah it's exactly what chelsea said um it was actually a good uh cut because i was done talking too <laughs> um <laughs> But anyway, I'm going to kind of get into like how much nicotine typically comes in these devices. I don't have like a full, full list, but I have about four different kinds of um, vaping devices. So, and I'm going to, I'm going to kind of bring it back again and talk about cigarettes because when you light up a cigarette, you actually burn some of that nicotine away. So you're not fully putting all of that nicotine in that cigarette into your body. But it's different with vaping because they use um, nicotine salts and freebase nicotine. Still need the tobacco plant to get those things, but basically those two things, one or the other, you know, you can't, I don't think you can use both at the same time, but if you used um, freebase nicotine, um, I think typically that has a, a better way for, you know, a smoother way essentially for the nicotine to get into your body. You know, nothing is, you know, smoking and blowing away in the wind like you would a cigarette. Um, hopefully I s- explained that okay. But let's, let me just kind of jump in and talk about how much nicotine typically comes in different vape devices. And I'm going to pick on Juul first because they're the easiest one to pick on. And let's what was kind of confusing, <laughs> what was kind of confusing for me is there will be sources that say, you know, one jewel pod has as much nicotine as a pack of cigarettes or some other sources will say, um, you know, one jewel pod has as much nicotine as two packs of cigarettes. And fortunately, you know, amid that confusion, I was able to clarify the answer. So basically there's with jewel specifically you and typically other vape devices too, but you can have two different milligrams of nicotine depending on the pod you buy. Um, so kind of breaking this down, baby steps, you know, if you were to buy the 3% nicotine jewel pod, that one has as much nicotine as 20 cigarettes. Wow. But if you were to buy the 5% nicotine jewel pod, that has as much nicotine as 41 cigarettes. Oh, dang. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And this this isn't just some random, you know, number that I came up with. This is, you know, this comes from um the a few different uh, places. Toolkit, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh hmm Yeah. And what's crazy too is some young people they'll say, Oh, you know, typically I vape one pot a day but I'm really stressed today. So I'm going to vape two pods or three pods today. And, you know, depending on which milligram percentage they choose, they could be vaping a lot of nicotine. One of my relatives said the same exact thing. That was the same justification they had about, ah, man, look, I was just really stressed and stuff. So I the entire pack in a day. I was like, grandma, (laughs) you're going to kill yourself. I'm fine. But it's like when in the 90s, um, what wasn't it like Marlboro uh, went? Mm-hmm. Oh, like, pro- uh, redeem whatever thing on the inside of a cigarette and like send it back to us. And if you send enough of them back, like, uh, 
like some stamps on uh, food boxes, then we'll like send you something cool in the mail. <laughs> like I can only imagine the the young kids who go. It's like oh, no, I'm just really stressed. That- Greenhouse nicotine because I'm stressed out of my mind because I'm in a difficult situation or I'm from a lower socioeconomic ladder. You know, all of that is valid reason to be stressed out of your mind, but smoking is not the solution. You're going to be like the one who smoked so much <laughs> that she was able to burrow cartons so that she could get her, <laughs> like a rain jacket. Don't do it. Better than this, dude. You got this. You're you. You're not from New Jersey. Okay? You're not like <laughs> anyone from New Jersey, in fact. You know? You Unless if you're from New Jersey. Unless you're yeah. from New Jersey. <laughs> Unless you're from New Jersey. I don't mean to slander the New Jersey. You know? You gotta treat yourself better than how New Jersey treats you. <laughs> you gotta work you not because you think you're the best person in the world but because you are a person yeah and then you, when you, you gotta think about it like that then like why do i that's a poison it literally is poison and that's something i forgot to mention earlier when i was on my cessation bit but there was this teenager who well let me bring it back even farther before i mention him so young people who vape or you know use nicotine they're more likely to suffer from things like seizures headaches Uh, let me find my list of things but basically they're more likely to get oh wait it's on my last slide hold on i may or may not be looking at my previous uh vape presentations that i used to do for kids but anyway so um higher levels of nicotine can, can cause nausea vomiting oral decay, fainting tremors, and especially seizures. Now, these seizures are more likely to happen to younger people because their brains and their bodies are not fully developed. It's not happening. Like seizures, yes, you can have a seizure if you're an adult and you use nicotine, but it's most likely to happen to younger people, which brings me to my next point. His name was... Let me find his name real quick. Luca Kennard. Okay, there's a story about him on i think it was like a cb or an nbc news article okay he started juuling when he was 15 um he went from straight a's to f's he stopped doing things he once loved doing and um eventually he realized his vaping habit was out of control when he started spending 150 dollars a week on vaping like he was literally selling his clothes and his shoes to pay for his vaping habit but he eventually suffered a seizure due to vaping, and that's when he spent 40 days in rehab. So that is a real-life story that I just wanted to bring up. And again, these things, you know, seizures typically don't happen to adults. They happen to youth, which is another reason why we don't want young people to vape. In fact, another story that I heard, um, this one girl, she was 15, she hit her jewel device in a a couple of times in a short period and she suffered like a two to five minute seizure from it. So again, these, this is real life, the scary things that are happening to youth because they don't understand the dangers of vaping and how addicting it is and how bad it is for them. And I'm going to get into my next um, 
point of like how much nicotine typically comes in these devices. And I'm going to pick on Puff Bar because Puff Bar is a disposable vape device and it's super popular among youth too. One Puff Bar, and obviously it differs depending on the milligrams, um, but for this one, I think it's the highest milligram of nicotine you can get in one Puff Bar. But one Puff Bar has as much nicotine as 50 cigarettes. Dang. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Rest in peace, your lungs. Yeah. (laughs) Asthma? I don't know. I mean, wow. Yeah. And then I'm going to pick on fixed pods now. So a fixed device, a fixed pod has as much nicotine as 75 cigarettes. 75? Yes. Oh my gosh. Is this like one of those like big old like, again, I'm going to date myself, but like (laughs) how everyone's parents, you know, because we're older people, so our parents are old people. And how they had the first cell phones, and they were like, and they were ginormous bricks. Like, are are people smoking that? <laughs> These are tiny devices, you guys. Oh, like the very next one that I'm going to talk about, the Soren device, is actually pretty small. These are not big devices typically. Like a Soren device, it's like if you look at your phone, roughly it's about half that size. And I don't. You know, phone sizes oh differ, God. but use that as like That's a rough it? estimate. Yeah, oh it's a it's a small device. It's and smaller that's than a cigarette pack, basically. Yeah, and again, like these aren't numbers that I'm pulling, you know, out of my mind. These are numbers supported by the Stanford Tobacco Toolkit. Okay, right. this is where I'm getting this information from. Anyway, so this Soren device that I just told you was about you know, roughly half the size of a cell phone. It has as much nicotine as four and a half packs of cigarettes. And what that looks like is that's about 90 cigarettes. So if you smoked 90 cigarettes, that's how much nicotine would come in that small device. Wow. This is like... Why is that allowed? (laughs) Well, no, it it is... Well, I mean... not allowed because none of these are FDA approved, right? Like they're not I was gonna say. for cessation, but like they're still commercial products. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and what people, you know, I get this question. I got this question a lot when I was working with youth. They ask this question of, you know, do I have to vape every day to get addicted? And the answer is no. And typically, any addiction of any kind. Typically, it happens before you start using it every day. And people don't see themselves being addicted, but other people do. And you might not see yourself as getting addicted to this product, but you could very well be. And, you know, it does depend on, you know, different things like age. But, you know, again, I just like to tell people that, you know, you don't have to use, you don't have to vape every day in order to get addicted. It typically happens before you start using every day, too. Yeah, I'm just going to pop in here real quick. I know a lot mm-hmm. of people argue with the smoking and with vaping. They're like, well, there's a lot of other addictions, like we were talking about earlier. There's a lot of difference between other addictions and vaping and smoking is that nicotine is highly, highly, highly addictive. Yes. Um, after one puff or after one um, drag of a cigarette, is drag even used anymore? 
um, you can be addicted. Like, it's so, so quick. Um, it takes a long time for other addictions to happen. Obviously, depends on personality, too. But mm-hmm. if you have one one drink of alcohol, you're not going to be addicted. If you have one cigarette, you can very well be addicted after that cigarette. Yeah. It, it, honestly, it all just depends on age. It depends on genetics. It, it, you know, it depends on a lot of factors. And you never know. If addiction runs in your family, you're unfortunately more likely to be addicted to certain substances um, over someone else. Um, But why take that chance, you know? Right. Yeah. So it's, it's ultimately conscious choices that really, really uh, pave the way for success in the long run. Of course, uh, I, I would be lying to everyone if we thought that, you know, everyone had this equality of opportunity to go and and make something for themselves, would, because that, that would be wrong. And we see every day that that's incorrect. People are going to have way more, some people are going to have way more of a struggle even uh, not thinking about uh touching these addictive substances and than other people. But the point is that all it takes is just some conscious effort, whether it's from you directly or you assisting your friends and family in either showing them to not have a substance in your life or helping them through quit is what really ends up making things work. And really sets us forward for a healthy, productive, happy future. Yeah, and I could honestly go on and on and on about vaping. Um, I know a lot about it. Um, vape devices, they can, they've also been known to actually explode. Um, that's typically like a battery-related issue, too. Um, I know Boston University, they released a study that said, you know, you're 43 more at risk for lung disease if you vape, 57% higher risk for COPD. Um, And that's, those are things that happen to smokers too. They get COPD typically. Um, Vaping can be dangerous for animals too. Like if they smell an e-liquid juice that smells like, you know, apples or whatever, um, unicorn poop, they might want to eat it. And there's been an increase in nicotine toxicity calls to pet poison hotlines since oh. vaping has started. Yeah. Um, vaping costs a lot of money, um, sometimes even more than smoking. Just depends on the situation. Vaping is horrendous for the environment because, you know, puff bars, they're disposable vape devices. Um it's just a lot. And this is the unfortunate part is, you know, big tobacco. They're going to try to paint vaping as a pretty picture. Um, and they've, they've done it in the past and they're still doing it, but it's, it's not, it's just another addicting drug that, you know, people will waste thousands of dollars on while ruining their health. And, you know, the real takeaway that I just want to leave, you know, our listeners is 
they did a study, I think by the Truth Initiative, um, and it showed that most people who vape, and these were young people, I think ages, um, between ages 15 to 36 or so, but young, most young people, they do want to quit vaping because of their health, because of the cost, because they don't want to be addicted to drugs. So, you know, it begs the question of if most people who vape, if they want to quit, then why would you start, you know? So that's kind of my ending thoughts. Um, I don't know if Chelsea or Johnny, if you had anything else to say, but that's kind of my closing argument um, of just, you know, how tragic vaping is um, and will still continue to be for decades, probably. Oh, yeah. This this will still, I think, this, especially this bump in vaping is going to have ramifications, even though this has only been around for about, what, 20 years. I think this is going to have ramifications uh, that will be felt for our whole generation. Um. If Chelsea, could you like incorporate your like thoughts in reviewing this into your like end you're gonna do? Sure. Okay. Sure. To to kind of reel it back home uh, as a final appeal to those to those youths listening. You know, the big tobacco is just the manta ray. You know. <laughs> it doesn't love you. It it doesn't care about you. You know? All the... I'm gonna use a really... I'm Okay, I'm gonna say the F word here. It's all fake news. Okay? <laughs> do you genuinely believe... Do you genuinely believe that the people who gave grandparents cancer won't... And, and lied to them the entire time is going to, to do something different to you? Like, I, I know, I know even our younger listeners, even though our younger listeners may feel this way, because I think inexperience, in I feel, is often, too often conflated with stupidity. But even for the unexperienced, they know what a liar sounds like. They can smell crap from miles away. And that is just because they, they, they are more, they're, they're smarter than, than many people would like to believe. And that's who I'm, I'm ultimately uh, calling on, you know, when, when considering the facts and considering the kind of truths we're, we're seeing emerge from this new information, though still limited and though still requiring more challenging to find to see what's really real about this but it you know you know not to trust big tobacco you know it's just manta rays so don't 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 fall for it you know you know uh what a liar sounds like couldn't said it better myself Okay, you got this, Chelsea. Okay. You'll do the little end bit? Okay. Yeah, <clears throat> add it over all of it. <laughs> all right. 
Thank you all for listening to this podcast. This podcast is made possible through listeners like you. During this episode, we got to talk about the dangers of vaping. We now know the detrimental health risk, uh, the mental risk, the definitive. I think it's obvious that we now know also that vaping is maybe even more dangerous than smoking itself, smoking conventional cigarettes. Um, I don't know about you, but I've definitely learned a lot this episode, and we can't wait to discuss even more issues with all of you guys in the future. And we'll see you next time. And thanks again for listening to our Gen Cream podcast powered by Yaft. Also, before you go, start following us on social media. Our Facebook page is Yaft, Young Adults Fighting Tobacco, and our Instagram handle is Yaft Coalition. Thanks, everyone. Woo. We have a long episode again. This is going to take up time. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was really great, though. Yeah. I think it's a good one. Really, we were really honest this one um i i think we all spoke from the heart we did i think so hopefully people uh, like you, it you know and some people are not gonna like it and like that's okay like whatever they're idiots we accept For that sure. they're idiots like you know they're whatever. being paid by manta ray to spread I was <laughs> they're a piece of manta ray <laughs> Okay, uh, do we have to cover anything? Um, I think I'm good. Just, like, take out any, like, flubs or something. Yeah. Yeah, Like, like just you. general editing. I don't think we've said anything that... Nah, nah. Make sure and keep Manta Ray. <laughs> yeah, I will definitely so keep Manta Ray. We are yeah. making that our new go-to for talking about Big Tobacco. <laughs> the manta ray you know that, that's oh, genius i just you know see him is. every time <laughs> i see him every time i went to sleep <laughs> i'm gonna be manta thinking ray. about that every time i say big tobacco or someone else says big tobacco i'm gonna be thinking about you chelsea thinking about manta ray manta <laughs> he's into your dreams every night oh, it's a nightmare Big tobacco. Okay. Well, I appreciate y'all uh, being on. I'll get this done probably tomorrow or over tomorrow. Sounds good. All right. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Absolutely. And so we're talking Wednesday, as far as we know. Plan. Okay. Um, I'll give a, a sit rep uh, once I have it checked out. Okie dokie. Sounds right. good. Nice talking to y'all. Y'all stay safe. Bye now. Bye. Toodaloo. Bye. Right? Yeah. So It's ultimately conscious choices that really pave the way for success in the long run. Of course, I would be lying to everyone if we thought that, you know, everyone had this equality of opportunity to go and and make something for themselves would because that that would be wrong and we see every day that that's incorrect people are going to have way more some people are going to have way more of a struggle even not thinking about touching these addictive substances and 
than other people. But the point is that all it takes is just some conscious effort, whether it's from you directly or you assisting your friends and family in either showing them to not have a substance in your life or helping them through quit is what really ends up making things work and really sets us forward for a healthy, productive, happy future. Yeah. And I could honestly go on and on and on about vaping. Um, I know a lot about it. Um, vape devices, they can, they've also been known to actually explode. Um, that's typically like a battery related issue too. Um, I know Boston university, they released a study that said, you know, you're 43 more at risk for lung disease. If you vape 57% higher risk for COPD, um, and that's, those are things that happen to smokers too. They get COPD typically. Um, vaping can be dangerous for animals too. Like if they smell an e-liquid juice that smells like, you know, apples or whatever, um, unicorn poop, they might want to eat it. And there's been an increase in nicotine toxicity calls to pet poison hotlines since oh. vaping has started. Yeah. Um, Vaping costs a lot of money, sometimes even more than smoking, just depends on the situation. Vaping is horrendous for the environment because, you know, puff bars, they're disposable vape devices. It's just a lot. And this is the unfortunate part is, you know, big tobacco, they're going to try to paint vaping as a pretty picture. Um, and they've They've done it in the past and they're still doing it, but it's, it's not, it's just another addicting drug that, you know, people will waste thousands of dollars on while ruining their health. And, you know, the real takeaway that I just want to leave, you know, our listeners is they did a study, I think by the truth initiative. Um, and it showed that most people who vape, and these were young people, I think ages, um, between ages 15 to 36 or so, but young, most young people, they do want to quit vaping because of their health, because of the cost, because they don't want to be addicted to drugs. So, you know, it begs the question of if most people who vape, if they want to quit, then why would you start, you know? So that's kind of my ending thoughts, um, I don't know if Chelsea or Johnny, if you had anything else to say, but that's kind of my closing argument um, of just, you know, how tragic vaping is um, and will still continue to be for decades, probably. Oh, yeah. This, this will still, I think this, especially this bump in vaping is going to have ramifications, even though this has only been around for about, what, 20 years. I think this is going to have ramifications uh, that will be felt for our whole generation. To, to kind of reel it back home uh, as a final appeal to those, to those youths listening, the big tobacco is just the manta ray, you know? <laughs> it doesn't love you. It, it doesn't care about you. All the, I'm going to use a really, I'm okay, I'm going to say the F word here. It's all fake news, okay? <laughs> do you genuinely believe, do you genuinely believe that the people who gave grandparents cancer 
won't and and lied to them the entire time is going to to do something different to you. Like I I know I know even our younger listeners, even though our younger listeners may feel this way, because I think inexperience I feel is often too often conflated with stupidity. But even for the unexperienced, they know what a liar sounds like. They can smell crap from miles away. And that is just because they, they, they are more, they're, they're smarter than, than many people would like to believe. And that's who I'm, I'm ultimately uh, calling on, you know, when, when considering the facts and considering the kind of truths we're, we're seeing emerge from this new information, though still limited and though still requiring more challenging to see what's really real about this but you know not to trust big tobacco you know it's just manta rays so don't 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 fall for it you know uh what a liar sounds like couldn't said it better myself Thank you all for listening to this podcast. This podcast is made possible through listeners like you. During this episode, we got to talk about the dangers of vaping. We now know the detrimental health risk, uh, the mental risk, the definitive... I think it's obvious that we now know also that vaping is maybe even more dangerous than smoking itself, smoking conventional cigarettes. Um, I don't know about you, but I've definitely learned a lot this episode, and we can't wait to discuss even more issues with all of you guys in the future, and we'll see you next time. And thanks again for listening to our Gen Queen podcast, powered by Yaft. Also, before you go, start following us on social media. Our Facebook page is Yaft, Young Adults Fighting Tobacco, and our Instagram handle is Yaft Coalition. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.